What's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I am Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people send in to us. Typically, it's our first time hearing the releases in question, and we honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't, but we encourage you to engage with and support the things that you do like by purchasing records, going and seeing bands. We're not trying to be professional critics, tastemakers, or make objective value judgments here, just a couple of dummies in a basement. Um, the format of the show is also very simple. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. Everything is listener submitted. We roll some dice, and we usually get to between five and seven of them per episode. We talk about them. We talk about other stuff. That's all there is to it. Uh, I'll do the housekeeping stuff up top real quick, as I am going to continue doing from now on. I've been making a note, so I don't forget to do it. If you want to submit music to the show, it's demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. Just make sure the release is a year or less old from the time of submission. If you want to join the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash demolistenpodcast. We will get a new Patreon episode recorded ASAP and the next uh, Patreon um, tape release, the demo listen tape release is at press right now. So if you're a $10 subscriber, you get all the physical copies of stuff that we do. And the rascal heights of despair cassette is at press right now. So if NAC is still working on the same time frame that they've been working on, I submitted it to them and they downloaded the file like three or four days ago. So hypothetically, I should have it in hand within the next two or three weeks. Yep, and then we'll go out, go out to everybody. They've been working super fast and stuff. So thank you to everybody who already does subscribe and then uh, finally, we do have a, a little demo listen hotline. It's 260-222-8341. You can call and leave us a message as long as you believe in your uh, ability to be brief. A minute and a half or under is highly encouraged. In fact, it's the rules. Uh, or if you don't believe in your, in your own capacity for brevity, you can just shoot us a text and we'll read it on air. Other than that, I just wanted to shout out a few people. Uh, shout out to Adeline, who I ran into at Sweetwater and said uh, she was a fan of the show. And I had a weird moment because uh, I always feel strange when people want to take pictures with me because my brain never goes to that when I meet folks. But I understand it's a thing that other people like to do, so I accommodate it. But sure. it, always, it always throws me for a loop, especially when I meet people uh, from out of town who like the show that we do out of state and whatnot. She, um, so it, it kind of ties in also shout out to pace who I met at the spy show last night, who said he was also a fan of the show and has been listening to, to us for a few years. I'm always shocked. And we've talked about it on the show when we have what seem to be 
uh, from all outside appearances, intelligent, empathetic, upstanding citizens who tune into the show regularly. Pace is currently getting his uh, doctorate in sociology. Uh, Adeline is currently getting a degree in music therapy. Mm -hmm. As we've mentioned before, we have a real-life medical doctor who listens to the show. That's our that's our bragging point. That's our bragging when point. When people talk shit about how fucking stupid we are, yeah. how fucking stupid I'll be like, hey. Hey, brother. There's a medical doctor, that's a real one. A real medical doctor. That lives over in England. Yeah. Loves the fucking show. Loves the show, man. Loves the show. Right. At least it's, that's what we think. At least we're under the impression anyway. <laughs> and then I also got a, a handful of people when I went to see Drug Church like a week and a half, two weeks ago. I can't even remember. Time is a, is a construct that I no longer observe. Um we're also uh, two or three people came up to me and, and I can't remember everybody's name, but said they liked the show. So thank you for coming up and saying that. It's nice. It's always nice to get a little positive feedback out in the real world about stuff that we do here. Um, shout out also to Edward for sending over the dead guy VHS. For yeah, me. He, very nice. You know, he knew. Now I got to get a VCR. Yeah, for sure. He knew you were going through it a little bit, and he was like, "Hey, would Nate be interested in this dead guy Super VHS?" Nice. And I said, "Yeah, it's probably I think my would. favorite '90s band." Yes. Uh, so that was really, really sweet. Very kind. Very much appreciate it. On a similar note, shout out to uh, Legion Blotan for sending us a care package of UK stuff from their label. Sent it all the way over from over the pond. Didn't even let me pay for shipping. So thank you for that. I'm going to dig into the stuff you sent me. The Fang Foss stuff looks very cool. There's some interesting stuff in there. Um, also, shout out to a headline I saw before I came over here, which was uh, there was a deadly uh, stabbing suspect uh, arrested, and the arrest photos show him rocking a mortician hat and a suffocation shirt bring it okay so he took it finally he took it seriously finally. <laughs> yeah, right sure. finally make it dangerous again let's make right? it dangerous again let's yep. make people stay away again that's right yep let's push out the week you know what that's i mean right get that all that needs to do is find its way to a local fox news affiliate mm -hmm. and then they'll pick it up on the national station and they'll mm -hmm. they'll start they will get a new conversation going about how death metal is pushing people that's to right. do these heinous acts that's right we we need we need to make it we need need to make it unapproachable it's again. time to call the herd a little scary bit. it's time to call the herd you know i've been running into some people lately that have wanted to talk to me about death metal and whatnot um that are people who you know i suspect are maybe just dipping their toes in the world a little bit because yeah. it's been made uh, accessible it's right. been made accessible for everyone and it's oh it's a fun it's a fun little thing for me to oh isn't it cute and fun that i like cannibal corpse but I'm, otherwise i'm just a normal guy who drinks wine and goes out to barbecues no it's not cute, and, not fun. cute and fun at you're all. out you're fuck out you. get the fuck out fuck of here you uh, you should be you should not be allowed right to come and dabble right. in this get right. out right you know like, absolutely <laughs> like i'm not saying you need to be inspired to kill right but you need to be okay with it. You need to be okay with it when it happens, right? Yeah. Like, All right. <laughs> okay. If that guy was, if like, if that guy was not wearing like a mortician, some some decked out in some fucking DM gear, yeah. Like, well, fuck that guy. Right. 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 Yes. But with the suffocation shirt, the mortician hat, I'm like, okay, salute, brother. No matter what. Yeah. <laughs> salute, brother. Uh, also, I met. I mentioned in passing, but. Uh, uh, Scythe up at the Krishna Den in South Bend put up uh, Spy, like a, put on a last-minute show for Spy after they played LDB in Louisville, and my new band, Colossal Man, played it, as well as a local band that I have come play the Bug House a lot, uh, Hollowed Warship, and then a band from uh, Wisconsin called Die, who I just had at the Bug House a couple months ago as well. Super sick show, yeah. bunch of young kids, packed out on a Sunday night. 
uh, super fun time. Spy, always very good live. I just kind of peeked around the corner and kind of listened through the wall because that room was packed. And I just very busy. wanted to let the young yes. kids have a good time and do their thing. I've mm -hmm. seen Spy a couple times before. Um, so I just I was content to just kind of peek through the cracks. But sounded great. Had, had a great time. Hardcore is still cool. It's a sick space up there, too. It's a really cool space. So if uh, if you reach out to me and I cannot accommodate you at the Bug House, South Bend is like an hour and 45 minutes northwest, uh, much closer to Chicago. But it is a distinct scene from Chicago. So if you want to play Northern Indiana and I cannot accommodate you, and to be uh, full transparency, I'm pretty booked out through like July, August. I don't really have a lot of spaces left. But if your band's really cool and big and sick, then still hit me up. But if you're a normal little band, don't hit me up. Don't bother. Don't bother because I don't have any room for you. I have to open up a side stage. Yeah, exactly. The, yeah, the Bug House side stage. Yeah. The Bug Hut. The Bug Hut. <laughs> the Bug Hut. The Roach Motel. <laughs> the Roach Motel. There you go. Um, but, uh, but yeah, if you still want to play Northern Indiana, Krishnaden is really cool. There's a built-in scene of younger folks there that come out to most of the shows that I am aware of that go on up up there i always see pictures and videos it always seems like turnouts are good people go off kids have a good time people buy merch it's a cool spot and uh you know scythe cooks food for yeah everybody, he'll take care of you which is classic yeah. classic fucking you got it's, it's more than classic. i do certainly it's, it's more he's much more that's that's how i used to do he's it. more magnanimous than me that's how i used yes. to do it. give you a place to sleep if you if, yeah. if you want it yeah for sure and make sure you're fed i would love to provide a place to sleep but nobody would want to sleep at the no, it's, hell. It's, it's, it's a it's, shitty it's, place to sleep the downstairs is a cat sewer it's not anymore there's only one cat there and they keep it nice and clean okay it's there so it's no longer a cat sewer it doesn't smell like piss or shit or anything the, all the boxes are moved to the upstairs back bathroom, and it's just one very well-behaved cat now. So it's no longer a hellhole, really. Mm -hmm. But it is. It is. It is either really cold or really hot. And there's nothing comfortable. And there's not a comfortable surface in the entire place. Right. So you still wouldn't really want to stay there. Don't want to. Don't want to play there if you, you know. It's pretty bad. Well, you want to play there, but you don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely want to play there, but you don't want to stay there. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's all I got. Got okay. nothing else. Oh yeah, I guess I should note. I shouldn't know. I don't need to note this, but I did finally, as you well know, um, I finally completed my like getting into my thirties uh, subculture guy arc and just started working at a record store. Yeah, it was inevitable. Yeah, like there was nowhere I else I was going to end this up. Long. Yeah, there was just no opportunity before, and I just on a whim. I think there was opportunity. You just didn't take it. I never got the offer. I, I try. I, I talked. I talked. Can't you can't sit in your hands and wait for people to come to you? No, but I've applied at Wooden Nickel before when I was much younger. Yeah, uh, and it didn't didn't happen then. And Morrison has never needed uh, the additional help, or has never hit me up mm -hmm. for it to work at Neat 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 or the new spot. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, so yeah, I, don't, I hadn't really had an opportunity previously, but I think I finally i've I've completed my I've completed the circle. Right. There now, with, now between you and I, yeah. nothing cool will ever hit the floor. No, never again. Anything cool comes through that door, I'm buying it right away. That's right. Yep. So, Got anything to cover before we jump in? Not really, man. I mean, I did get a new car. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did get a new car. But uh, other than that, no. Yeah, we I'm going to take full advantage of that thing. What are you going to do with it? I'm no longer fucking trapped by oh, a 30-year-old diesel truck. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. So yeah. I can, like, go do things and go see people. You and I both are, I'm feeling uh, <laughs> yeah. an unprecedented yeah. amount of freedom because I haven't had a functioning vehicle in, like, of my own in, like, nine months yeah and i bought a bought a jetta and i'm fucking cruising around dude i'll just wake up at 9 a.m well i'll wake up at 8 a.m and by nine i'm up and around and i'm like i'm gonna go fucking do shit now that's what i'm thinking i'm fucking weather breaks yeah shit i'm going fishing yeah 
It's right? nice, dude. It's I'm nice for us grown this. men to go have running vehicles yeah. again. <laughs> right? We can live the American dream. <laughs> That's right. Right? Yes, because so. luckily our infrastructure only accommodates for people who can afford to own vehicles. That's right. And there's no and the public fuel to transit. Get them from and place the, to place. Yes, and the fuel to get them from place to place. Exactly. There's no efficient public transit system in anywhere except for the most populous cities in the nation. And even that. And even that. Even that is a uh, 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 a laughable. Yeah situation compared to uh what's across the pond yeah sure is sure is all right let's jump into the queue then so we got a we got a healthy mix this week i think first up we have failure to thrive with their demo this is a band from uh laramie wyoming an unlikely i've been through laramie wyoming Mm -hmm. i will say an unlikely place for hardcore to pop up um this was sent to me by uh amos who plays in destiny bond then we have got The Path with Dies Screaming. Um, John from The Path sent this in. He sent in their more recent release mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. They're split with Controlled Substance. Mm-hmm. And he said uh, he'd send in their last 7-inch and see if the dice would favor this yeah. instead, perhaps. Then we have got uh, Circle None with The Reckoning. This was sent in by Jay, who plays in Cold Brats. Oh, shout out to Cold Brats and Jell, by the way, who just recently concluded their UK tour together. Those shows looked crazy. I think most of them were sold out. And uh, very fucking cool that Jell took Cold Brats on that. That fucking rocks. Yeah. Um, so he described this, uh, well, he described it somehow, but I don't remember how now because I'm not looking at the email. But Jay usually sends cool stuff our way. Uh, then we have got Predation. This was sent in by Brody. Um, this is a band from Brisbane, Australia, who he said he anticipates us probably not enjoying, but maybe some younger listeners of ours who enjoy stuff that veers heavier than we tend to uh, might dig it. Okay. Then we have got, uh, let's see, Immortal Death with... Uh, a live tape, live necromance. This is a Japanese band who describes themselves as bestial death metal. This was sent in by Noah, who I've mentioned on the show before. Mm-hmm. A big, beefy, strong war metal guy who wears bullet belts and flectarn pants and also lives the charmed life of uh, living in rural Japan. Mm. A man who I aspire to be. And mm-hmm. he said these are some Japanese buddies of him who, who play some like black death bestial stuff. Okay. Uh, then we have got Boot Krieg with the Power Storm. This was sent in by one in Krieg, the man who makes this music. It is a solo project out of Kansas City, Kansas City Missouri. It is a four-song DIY release where he wrote, played, and recorded everything himself. And uh, he described this as for fans of, of things as varied as Coxbarer, uh, Slade, which you can see those two things together sure, easily. absolutely. But then he also says Big Country, which is a little further afield. Mm-hmm. I fucking love Big Country, but further afield for sure. And also Sam Cooke. But all those things kind of make sense together. Yeah. The same guy, in this case me, is very likely to potentially enjoy all of those things. So I'm kind of interested see how they go together. I'm kind of interested. If we don't land on this, uh, this is one I'm definitely going to check out. on I, my I'm own gonna, time. Yeah. Yeah. It looks interesting. It sounds interesting. Then we have got uh, scarab with their demo. This was sent in by AJ. I have seen every living human. I know posting this in the last two days. It just came out on the 17th. We're recording this on the 20th and it has been in every Instagram story. I've seen it shared in a bunch of groups now, I don't know if AJ's description is accurate accurate or not. He described this as left for dead warship played by hate breed fans, hmm. which to me, I mean, I'm a, I, 
I'm a hate breed fan who also thinks Left 4 Dead is one of the greatest hardcore bands to ever exist. The songs look fairly brief. They're all like around two minutes or under. There's four songs on here. I'm interested to see how this goes because that's a in, that is a it's a strange description for sure. But everyone seems to love this. Okay. Then we have one that I'm going to be perfectly frank. I hope that we do not land on. Um, so this is this was sent in by Jake. Who, who sent a, a kind of a long email uh, accompanying this and kind of speaking about it. So this is a, a, a collaborative record between Yosef and Lil Texas. And Lil Texas is the individual who I think, who's main, the main performer here whose song he sent in, a song called Decca. And I guess he says Lil Texas plays some sort of electronic music, but he puts like American hardcore in his band camp tags and like, wears napalm death shirts on stage and shit i'm not sure that's enough to sort of qualify you for inclusion you know in our show <laughs> yeah but whatever if we land on it we'll cross that bridge yeah uh then we have got chained to the bottom of, chained to the bottom of the ocean with obsession destruction this was sent in by blake uh who also posted it in the demo listen group but i held off on listening to it because i saw that he had submitted it to us as well and it this band name sounds familiar. I thought maybe yeah. we had it on the show, mm -hmm. uh, a previous release. I don't think that we did, though. Um, it may just be that I've seen this name around. I know that they play some sort of, like, doomy variation on metal, so it might just be that they're a kind of big band, and I've just seen their name jocked by other people. And then last up, we have The Goodbye Race with They'd Sell the Sky If They Could. This is a band from Galesburg, Illinois, it was sent in by Kyle, uh, who I, I know casually through the internet a little bit. Kyle used to play in a hardcore band years ago called Black Teeth. And then he also played in a band that we had on the show a couple of years ago who is now defunct called Bull Cult, who we both actually liked quite a bit. Um, and he said this is a band that he started with his sister during the pandemic, uh, started writing for during the pandemic, I guess. And uh, he said it's like rock and indie stuff that we may or may not like, but he, okay. said he, he said he'd give it a shot. Okay. So let's roll the dice and see what's up first. All righty. Nine. Okay. Nine is chained to the bottom of the ocean with obsession destruction. Um, there is not a particular song that was recommended to us here. The, uh, let's see what's, what's queued up. Okay, so there's actually only one song available right now. This comes out uh, on May 12th, so this is just the uh, the first single off of this, and it's a long one. Ooh, 8.32. 8.32, so let's hope... Let's get comfy. Let's, yeah, everybody, kick your feet up, put your head back, close your eyes, turn your headphones up, and let's get carried away by the sounds of Chained to the Bottom of the Ocean on their song Summer Comes to Multiply from the upcoming record Obsession Destruction.
right, we just heard the song Summer Comes to Multiply by Chained to the Bottom of the Ocean off of their upcoming LP, Obsession Destruction, which is coming out on the label Red Scroll Records, and I think that you can pre-order currently. How'd you feel about that? Solid opener. Yeah, real Solid good. Solid opener to the show. Real good, man. Real good. Yeah, I, yes. Yeah, go ahead. So, I mean, yeah, the, from the art, mm-hmm. right? The art is Marius Lewandowski. He fucking died like six months ago. Yeah. So but um, the art is phenomenal. The art is phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, it's the same dude that did like Fuming Mouth yep. and yep, fucking exactly. Bell Witch and shit yes. like that. Yep. Um, so yeah, art is fucking phenomenal. It looks fucking great. It sounds fucking awesome. It really, it really strikes that droney, dissonant sort of doom that you'd find like maybe like buried at sea. Sure. Yep. Like Absolutely. a Sanford Parker project totally. from twenty years ago. Absolutely. Indian. Yep. Owes a lot to neurosis. Of course, yes. Um and uh, you know, like whatever Southern Lord was putting out like twenty years ago, yeah, right? Like Stephen sure. O'Malley projects. Yes. Right? Yep. It's fucking huge. This is the kind of shit that just like I can never get no matter where no, it seems like I can never get it loud enough. Yeah. But also at the same time, like it's just like Fuck! It's so earth shaking. I, I I I can hear my speakers like feeding back mm-hmm. into the turntable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Playing this record. Yeah. the The production on this, the production and all of the tones were perfectly dialed in and crushing. This is a band of gear nerds. You see this mm. band on stage. There's like, there's vintage Sovtex. There's vintage Sun cabs mm-hmm. up there. There's boutique mm-hmm. analog pedals and shit. You know what I mean? But they put them to good use, I would assume. Mm-hmm. This was really, really good. Um, when I saw that it was eight and a half minutes long, when I saw that artwork, and when I heard the first chord, I was like, I'm pretty sure I know what I'm getting mm-hmm. here, and I'm pretty sure I'm in for it. Oh, for sure. And we've talked on this show before. I think both you and I were at one time more inclined to consume a much greater volume of this sort of stuff than either of us presently are. But anytime a very good example of this comes across our desk, usually both and I, both you and I perk right up and go, okay, yeah, this is an excellent example of this. Yeah. And and it's kind of like, I I want that world ending crushing sort of fucking doom. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of my preferred format. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. You know? Yep. Um, yeah, this was fucking awesome, man. It was really good, man. It was really, really good. Um, I want this to, if I see this live, yeah, I want this to be absolutely unbearable. Yeah, yeah. I was, I want it to be unpleasant. Yeah, I want this to be a painful, painful experience, right? Right. I want, boy, am I glad. I had some earplugs in. Yes, I want this to be an imposition on the audience. Yeah. You know, like when we saw Author and Punisher. Yeah. It was crushing, crushingly loud. It was, the, the bass was such that it was actually shaking my right. internal organs and right. my bones. Right. And that was how I wanted to experience Vision that. blurs. Right. You yes. look at the digital displays on fucking amps and they're blurry. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I want. Yeah. Same, man. For sure. So, yeah, I thought that this was really, really good. Mm-hmm. I look forward to the rest of this album coming out. As we often talk about when we feature something like, like this on the show, this is the type of record that you want to sit down and dedicate an hour of your time to and consume it in its entirety. Yeah. You know, this is a mood setting thing. Like now when I heard, when this song completed, I thought it is a double edged sword because great way to open the show in terms of just the quality of the song, 
a bummer in the sense that I'm like, oh man, I'm primed for more of this now. Well, that's you it know? too. You know, like you don't, I, I want to hear like an hour of this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, yep. and, and I, ex I expect when, when I hear something like this, I'm disappointed when a song isn't running at least seven minutes. Yeah, 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 for sure. Because the thing about this, we talk about precisely the opposite principle in a lot, in a lot of punk and hardcore. The thing about this is like when you have a good riff, let it breathe maybe play it too long again tying into that idea of this being an imposition and there are moments where like i mean my favorite experiences live and on record with this kind of doom and doom adjacent sort of post-metal stuff is when it begins to feel like mantric and meditative yes, yes. you know what i mean yeah it, it really you start to hit almost a trance yeah 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 i like this stuff to put me in the in like a semi-fugue state yes you know yeah. and uh i i can i anticipate that this record will probably get that job done very well mm -hmm. uh, i'm looking forward to this 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 fucking rocks I'm, I'm bookmarking this one for sure for sure excellent submission blake he said he believed he believed so so wholeheartedly that this needed to be heard that he decided to post it in the group and also submit it here. I'm glad that the dice favored it because yeah, really fucking good. Yeah, good fucking band name too. Great which band is name. funny because if this isn't absolutely fucking crushing doom yeah. of the variety we just heard, right? Bad fucking band. Right, right. Yes, exactly. But for what we just right. heard, if if I hear band one fucking whimper, yeah, 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 <laughs> right, yes. right, yeah, 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 for sure. One one fucking whimper, right? One plucked out little melody high in the fucking, you know, right? Nope. Yes. Fuck off, you and your shitty fucking band crying about bullshit with your stupid fucking band name, right? In this application, yes. perfect. Perfect. Yep, agreed entirely. All right, what's next? Strong start. Nine again. Okay, nine is going to be a total reversal. I, I, I can, I, I'm going to say that right now. This is the goodbye race. With they'd sell the sky if they could. Um, you know, the image is a is a picture of a a wonderful what I assume is a well loved family pet. Um, yeah, that yeah. You know, that's that's what I'm going to presume. Everybody's wearing you know nice jackets. They're sitting on the the stoop of a of a house that looks like it's a well cared for loving home. Right. You know, we choose love in this house. Right. No one is illegal. Yeah, unfathomable. Right. Yeah. So so uh, let's let's jump into it. Kyle suggested that we uh, we listen to the song Bet. So we're going to listen to the fourth song on this. We're going to hear the song Bet by the Goodbye Race off of They'd Sell the Sky if They Could. Make your move 
heard the song bet by the goodbye race off of they'd sell the sky if they could which i think kyle noted is their first like uh actual record they had an ep come out in april of last year and then they had one song in july of last year that i think was on maybe it was like a comp or like a, just a promo track for this so this is their first proper release yo shout out to them for doing an ep and then just jumping right into writing an lp that's cool um nate how'd you feel about this mm, no yeah um this sound so i'm gonna say up front mm -hmm. i don't like it sure i'm not saying it was bad yeah to me this this reminded me of like a track at the back end of like a revelation records comp in the late 90s oh yeah brother yes right. yes that yes 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 either your least favorite track on the comp uh -huh. or it's the one that you don't want to admit that you actually kind of kind of like a little bit yeah yeah yeah, for right? sure yep yep so that's that's what this hit me as um and um you know cer certain parts of it like like some of the vocal harmonies kind of reminded me of hot water music at times sure 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 yeah you know like yes you know, there's a lot of different things that I kind of heard in there, but when I when, at the end of the day, at the end of the song, I thought, yeah, this sounds like a fucking lost rev comp track. Yeah. So yes, man. So there are some things I liked about this a lot that that triggered nostalgic synapses in my brain. Yeah. This is chasing Amy soundtrack music. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah, is yeah, Mall yeah. Rat soundtrack yeah, music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and knowing what Kyle likes and his proclivities and stuff. I think he will correctly take that as a compliment to, towards what he's doing, right? Mm -hmm. I think he would, I think, well, look here. I did not even notice this before I said it. The song before this is called Chasing Amy. There you go. Okay, this is, this is Smod, this is Kevin Smith, you know, View yep. Askew Universe music for sure. Yeah. And because of that, and I have such a connection to that stuff and that time period, and I do like some very also ran punk and hardcore adjacent alt rock from the 90s. This does trigger a bit of a warm feeling in me. And there were mo so I'll be perfectly transparent here first or as well. The first half of this song I was not in at all. Mm. When it picked up, when the snare started hitting and then those little background woo-woos came in, I was like, okay. A little catchy. Okay, this is pretty right. catchy. I right. like this. There were some cutesy elements about this that were really off-putting, like all the ad-libs, man. The woos and stuff. All the woos, all the ad-libs and shit. I was like, man, this is a lot. It it It's pretty cloying. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But what I will say is it all feels very intentional. So in a different a, a different version of this, I might say... Oh, yeah, I don't like this, and also it's bad. In this instance, I will say I 
70% didn't like this. 30% liked it kind of embarrassingly a lot because there were moments in this where I was like, yeah, this, this is sick. But I think it's probably exactly what they meant to do. I hope so. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't think, to me, it feels like every part of this was very intentional. The harmonies and also where the like main vocal double-ups right, came in. Right, right. Like they they know what the fuck they're doing. Right. You know what I mean? And also this ha this is very this is more closely adjacent to some stuff that I like a lot that you don't fuck with at all. Like nineties all emo stuff like piebald and shit. No, I ain't fucking with that yeah, shit. Yeah, see I love that stuff. And and this there was a lot of piebald in this too. So to to be frank, I actually might spend a little time with this and see if this is the if, track on the rev cop that you kind of like yeah you kind of like the, dude this is this is uh fuck what is uh this is ba this is the baby go paul track on the back end of the victory comp yeah dude, where it's like oh this isn't that good but it's a little catchy you know yeah, what i yeah, mean yeah. and there's a there's a lady singing for it and that's kind of cool and you know what i mean like right this is the baby go paul track for sure um, but yeah, I think I'll probably will listen to this and just see how I feel about it and feel it out. Cause like I said, there was moments of this where I was like, okay, this is, this is pretty good. Um, and like I said, it's very clear they're hyper competent and, and are nailing what they want to do here. So I'll, I'll give it some time. I'll, I'll sit with it for sure. Um, all right. What's next Two. you know, I was looking at the picture of that dog uh -huh. and I was just looking at my dog upstairs. Yeah. You know that. The saying, like, you know, all dogs go to heaven. You can see your buddies up there. I hope they go fucking hell. <laughs> all of them? All of them. Every fucking pet. Yeah, every pet is just I hope, like I, a I fire. Hope, yeah, yeah, I hope heaven is like a glass-bottom boat. And whenever you look down, all you see are <laughs> like dogs all, being flayed. all of your pets twisting in torment. Yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't be heaven, would it? Right. That really wouldn't be heaven if well, you had to look but, down but and it see. It. But it turns out we just never got a chance to see it. We didn't know uh -huh. how good it could be. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So heaven reveals, is, like, Whoa. heaven reveals the pleasure of right. watching animals right. flayed alive. It's like some real Cenobite shit. Right. right? I was going to say, exactly. It's right. very, very high. I laser. shall show you pleasures unknown. Right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, like you get up there and you're like, wow. Welcome to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you look down and it's yeah. just like fucking pets praying for their souls to end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be a hell of a twist. Yeah. All right. So our next selection for the night is The Path with Dies Screaming. So, John, your resubmission paid off. I always love when that happens for somebody. When they decide to when they decide to submit again, just see how it goes and it and it really pays off. Um, so let's see. I don't believe that he suggested a particular song on this. They have got the first song queued up to play. All the songs on this are quite short, so we're just going to jump right in. We're going to listen to No Good to Nobody by The Path off of Dies Screaming.
All right, we just heard No Good to Nobody by The Path off of Die Screaming, who is evidently uh, bound and determined to not get this music monetized via e any streaming platform because they put a very copy, a very uh, well-known well -known copyright-protected snippet of music at the that's, end of this that's song. That's fucking punk. That is punk indeed. So I will say I think I liked this more than the earlier path stuff that we heard i don't know that i think that they've gotten better as players because one of the things i remember saying about this band is that it's uh it's pretty loosey-goosey it's pretty sloppy i distinctly remember having that feeling about this stuff i think that certainly applies here there were some there was a, a couple uh there was a couple missed notes uh in here but it does sound distinctly 90s in a way that the earlier stuff i don't remember sounding e like. everything about this yeah i kind of like because there there is um it's kind of anachronistic yes it's very anachronistic right like yeah. the artwork yes I really, the, the, yeah the, the artwork art, yeah. is straight fucking 90s artwork yes this 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 to me is very much like everything about it reeks of '90s dollar bin find. Yeah, and like, like definitely '90s basement. I, I've yeah. seen so many bands that sound like this for sure. In you know over the years, that uh, it's it's hard for me to pin it down. Right, but I know I want to hear it. And yes. this is fucking. This is definitely basement hardcore. Yeah. Um. And yeah, everything about this just like. It's like, man, what is this, 1996? Yeah, this is another one that just evokes some warm feelings in me because of just uh, my animal my animal brain and its pre-existing associations and all these neural pathways mm -hmm. it's, bit, mm -hmm. it's built over the years. When I heard that 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 chuggy breakdown, with that style of vocal delivery yes, over it yes, specifically, yes, 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 I'm yes. like, okay, wow, this is like full stop 90s chuggy DIY hardcore right and i don't know if that is intentional but with the presentation the production style the vocal delivery everything about it i have to assume that it is and john sends in a lot of fucking music to this show right which cues me into the fact that he consumes a lot of oh, music in his ground. spare time yeah so i have to assume that probably applies retroactively to old stuff too so i'm just gonna assume and give these guys the benefit of the doubt that what they're doing here is intentional and I thought it was pretty sick. Like, I don't know that it's standout music. Like I said, it was pretty sloppy. But everything about it kind of still worked for me. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. You know? It was like a, it was like a home-cooked meal. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. There's nothing nothing flashy about it. I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, you got to taste this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, but it just hits you in in this in the exactly the spot that matters yeah you know what i mean it makes you feel good yeah and and yeah i i hope we i was hoping we learn on the uh land on this yeah like when i saw the artwork the artwork is from a sci-fi movie from 1964 called the earth dies screaming okay um and i gotta watch this movie i don't know if i've ever actually seen it dude you it's like it's like day the earth stood still like it's 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 one of those sort of like sci-fi films that totally takes advantage of of like the ufo mania of, of the 50s and 60s sure there's tons of those and you know doesn't quite hold a candle to like the day the earth stood still right but there's just so many of them the yes. brain from aris fucking uh you know there, there, there's so many of them and i fucking love them yeah 
And the artwork on the posters for these movies is always fucking dead on. I will say, like, you just straight up using, like, a promo yes. image from an old film for your 7-inch cover. Completely 90s. Fully 90s as well. Yep. Fully 90s as well. The, everything about this is, is exactly like a record they would cover on the podcast for 7-inch club. Yeah. Like, everything about this. Right. But uh, it came out in the year of our Lord 2022. Just imagine sure. hearing, like... Just imagine opening up, the, like, like looking at looking at the news one day. Yeah, right. And the headline is "The Earth Dies Screaming." <laughs> That'd be cool, man. Right. You're cool. watching the news. You know, shit's going down. You're in your bunker. Yeah. And it's just you and like whoever else is tuning in to like ham radio. Mm -hmm. You know, and you can just hear who people out there reporting in the scene like the earth is dying screaming <laughs> yeah that'd be pretty cool that'd be pretty cool uh yo i should also note that this is a split release uh between 625 thrashcore and blind, and rage. blind rage records mm -hmm. so there you go yeah i don't know man I, I i can't i don't know if i can say like qualitatively in the way that maybe a lot of people expect their hardcore their modern hardcore to be that this is like quote unquote good in every sense but I thought it rocked. Yeah, the standards have shifted. But I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. All right, what's next? Four. All right. Four is uh, four is Immortal Death, the Japanese self-described bestial death metal band with live necromance. Um, and this is, uh, like I said, a Japanese band who released a, uh, a live tape. Uh, the song that was suggested to us by Noah is the fifth track on here, Romance of Corpse. So we're going to listen to Romance of Corpse by Immortal Death off of Live Necromance. Well, it's been
All right, we just heard Romance of Corpse by Immortal Death off of Live Necromance. You and I have kicked around, it's a pipe dream certainly, but one that may or may not someday come to fruition, the idea of just saving up money, going to Japan, Mm -hmm. buying a bunch of records, Mm -hmm. walking around, just no real agenda, just seeing cool things, buying cool records. I think we ought to have a, in red, now that I think about it, we should probably have a little bit more of a plan than that. A little bit, but I know, at this point, I know quite a lot of people that, Live in Japan and have offered up a free floor to stay on when we're over yeah. there, which makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Um, and you get a transit pass and you can go do your thing. Right. What I was saying is, imagine you and me walking down the streets of Osaka. Right. And you hear a din, yeah. in, you know, out of an open door. Oh, I'm turning. And you walk in. Yeah, I'm going And in. this is what's going on. Yeah. You're fucking psyched. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You're psyched. This Absolutely. is cool. This was cool. Yeah. I can't say that this is cooler than like other bands. Right. That I know. Sure. Or have heard that sound like this. Right. Agreed. But it's on par. Yeah, for sure. And I would be perfectly happy seeing this live set, like, in person. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, no doubt. Especially if you stumble over it. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't really have a whole lot to say about this. As we have, have, have hammered the point several times now, a very unlikely renaissance this particular type of music is experiencing, but one that is, uh, is as welcome as it is unexpected. I'm psyched. It's really rad that bands like this have more traction and ability to get their music out uh, than ever before because it makes my life easier that I don't have to rely on some tape trading circle or a peer-to-peer file file sharing network right. for me to get my hands on this, and I can just find it on Bandcamp. Right. That convenience is both a boon and also, you know, uh, there's marks ag- marks against it mm-hmm. because of the aforementioned reasons. It lets it lets the interlopers through. Uh, but I certainly like being able to open up Bandcamp and listen to something like this. It was pretty fucking sick. Yeah, that's all I'll say about it. There's not much it, it, else the, to say. The fact that it's like from Japan. Yeah, and I'm comp- you know I have no idea anything about this band. Yeah, that adds a little more mystique to it. Yeah, for sure. You know, it says that the band formed. Um, with the well, the write up is pretty good. Yeah, the write up is pretty um, good. It formed uh, Osaka, Japan, twenty twenty. The Corona pandemic was still raging, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And uh, the band's performance on that day was highly accomplished in terms of composition. Yes, yes, that's true. Right? Yes. Uh, it, they also um, they note that it makes you feel the influence of decadence. Yes, I love feeling the influence of decadence yeah. in my in my bestial war metal. Yeah, it's something I want present. Yeah, I mean a certain kind of decadence. A certain kind of decadence. Not no, not no namby pamby no, vampire. No, 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 no. Like no. you know, oh, the candelabra and the wine is actually blood. <laughs> right. No, no, not that. Not that kind. Not of that decadence. kind of decadence. No. <laughs> no. Not no Peter Steele decadence. <laughs> no. no. I'm talking about the decadence of metal rending flesh. Yes. <laughs> Precisely. Right. Yes. A metaphysical evil sort of des- decadence. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, I thought this was pretty sick, and the fact that it's from Japan uh, makes me think it's sicker than I probably yeah, would exactly. otherwise. That, see, that's kind of what... I'm a simple white man. That's kind of what I was getting at. It's because you and I have no... We know a ton of people that have been in a ton of bands that sound just fucking like this. Yeah, 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 for sure. And they're idiots. Yeah. You know, two one. Right. Right? Yes. There's no mystery to them. No. There's no decadence. Well, there is a lot of decadence. There's a lot of decadence, but an annoying very, sort. A very annoying, bad <laughs> yes, sort yeah, of decadence, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, for sure. And, like, you know, it's like, hey, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's a sort of no, you can't do blow in the van type of decadence. Right. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. But, like, you know, the fact that it comes from Japan and I can't 
read most of it. Yes. Adds another level of mystery. 100%. I just wish that this was like the only recording of a band from like 19, a Japanese band from like 1984. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> for sure. That's my, that's my greatest dream for this kind of music. That's Every the, time I come across it. That's the highest accomplishment this band could achieve <laughs> yeah, you, is yes. to fizzle out after recording one lost demo in 1984. Yeah. That's and then it gets rediscovered by nuclear war now. Yeah. And, they reform. Yeah. Yeah. You find out that the guitarist spent 20 some odd years somehow playing in a, a Nazi oi band, even though they're Japanese. And everybody else is just salarymen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yes, exactly. That's the best hope for something like this when I come across it. But you know what? I'll take just some Japanese guys right now making this music in Osaka. Too. Right. That's, that's fine, too. Right. All right. What's next? One. All right. One is failure, failure to thrive with their demo. This is uh, this is the band from Laramie, Wyoming. Which, as I as I said, if you've ever been to Laramie, a very unlikely place for hardcore to emerge. I, I will mean, just say that Wyoming. Yeah, Wyoming in general, right? I I often talk about how the actual interior of the country, as you're moving out into the proper West. A lot of that space is what people think Indiana and Ohio are. And right. I'm not talking up Indiana or Ohio. Right. It's a lot of flat bullshit, a lot of soy a fields. A lot of terrible shit. A lot of terrible shit, dumb little towns. But once you get a little bit further west, before you hit the mountains, mm. there are long swaths, mm -hmm. large swaths of the interior of this nation where there is nothing. Right. And where the biggest city, because again, people are often shocked that Fort Wayne's metro area is well over 400,000 people. There are cities, there are states where the biggest city is like 80,000 people in one place. Right. You know what I mean? Real wild, wild, wild west places with nothing going on. And I certainly have gotten that impression from Laramie with the little exposure that I've had to it. So, well, you know what? These guys, um, you know, we'll see if we'll, we'll see if they if they put Laramie on the map. Well, yeah, let's find out. Um, so they uh, they have chosen for us the last song on this demo. So we are going to listen to Anesthetized by Failure to Thrive off of their demo. So we just heard the song Anesthetized by Failure to Thrive off of their demo. Nate, how'd you feel about it? If the show that we were at yesterday yeah. 
happened in Laramie, mm-hmm. this band is playing the show. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Right. Yeah, there's if no spy's, doubt about that. If Spy or a spy-type band or yeah. gel or whatever is going through Laramie, yeah. this band is on the show. Yeah, I, I think that is, that's a pretty safe bet for sure. Right. Pretty safe bet. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty of the moment. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's like it's in that weird space where I think a lot of, I'm assuming these are also younger people, where a lot of younger DIY local level bands are right now, which right. is that it is a really strange mix of influences that spans both stuff that I would find very familiar and is probably shit that I actively enjoy Mm -hmm. and stuff that is way too far afield for me to connect with on any meaningful level. And it's all thrown in a blender and it lands on something that is familiarly DIY and amateur in a way that I still find pretty agreeable. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. This, this feels comfortable in a basement. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I, I am pretty sure that, Laramie is like the second most populous place in Wyoming, and they're still only pushing a population of like maybe thirty to forty thousand people. So, yo, could, f- I'm going to tell you right now, it could be a sick place to play. It could be, yeah, right. Because as we've often pointed out, people are going to pop off. People are going <laughs> to pop off. They're just happy something is coming through, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know if there's other stuff going on in Laramie. I would assume probably not. And again. Wyoming is a place where, like, there aren't, like, again, Fort Wayne, you know, 400,000 people, so it's a decent-sized place in and of itself, but also within two hours, there's Indianapolis, which is a genuinely pretty large city. There is Detroit, there is Chicago, there is Columbus, all of these places that are fairly populous Mm -hmm. with thriving scenes, colleges, etc. When you're in Wyoming, you can't drive two hours and be in a hyper-populous place. No. Like, full stop. You just can't do it. So I think what interests me about this and what really endears this sort of thing, this sort of band to me, is the idea that maybe they're one of almost zero hardcore bands in Laramie right now, and maybe they're the flag bearers and they're going to get people psyched in their town of 30,000. I'm going to say there's three. Yeah, probably, right? And all three of them share members with this band. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's almost certainly true, for right. sure. So, yeah, like, this is not incredible, but it's it's getting the do- job done just fine, especially especially for a local band from Laramie, Wyoming. I have no ill will towards this. If there's a show of any decent size coming through, yeah, Failure to Thrive is on it, and deservedly so. Yeah, right? they get that. They got that Laramie Cheyenne connection going yeah, on. Yeah, dude, yes. Yeah, that Laramie, that classic Laramie Cheyenne hardcore connection. That See that, the picture, the, the artwork there, the dogs ripping apart the, the painting of the dogs ripping apart the man in the snow? Yeah. Just another day in Laramie, Wyoming. <laughs> and I'm telling you what, Laramie, those yeah. dogs are going straight to fucking hell. Oh, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt, dude. They're going to be down there with the rest of them. I mean, in your world, all dogs are going to hell, so. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's roll the dice. Uh, let's roll the dice again. Want to hear some more some more rock and roll music? Two. All right. Okay. Two is Predation uh, with their demo twenty two. Um, this is not on Bandcamp, yo. I will just say it's always telling to me when a band like they they're on Spotify, they're on iTunes, they're on Tidal, they're on all these things, but they don't have a Bandcamp it usually tells me something about the band. And the fact that this is something that was put, it was put right up front that you and I will probably not connect with it and that it is heavier hardcore, 
I bet I can guess a couple things about this. Let's listen to it and see if I am see right. See if you're correct. Yes. So the song that was suggested to me by Brody is Jam the Blade. So we're going to hear Jam the Blade off of Demo 2020, Demo 2022 by the band Predation from Brisbane, Australia. heard the song jam the blade by predation off of demo 22 and yeah i think most of my intuitions about this are probably correct in that my presumption when i don't see something like this up on Bandcamp, i see this type of artwork it's been you know there's an auto-generated youtube thing because they went through the trouble of like getting digital distro through like cd baby or wherever the fuck so that they can be on all the streaming services my intuition is that this is like a heavy form of beatdown adjacent modern hardcore that is probably being made by people who very recently pivoted from and or are possibly still somewhat involved in deathcore, metalcore, procore world. And they are doing this really modern take on heavy breakdown centric hardcore that isn't even really akin to like the beatdown stuff of the last 20 years like it is on a surface level but like this is not the sort of um felon rock of irate or everybody gets hurt or any number of like east coast bands of the early aughts it is more akin to a lot of the uk stuff that i always really hated um god the name escapes me right now there's one really bit desolated this band from the uk where it's this very self-contained scene that's kind of right next to hardcore and right next to metal, but is like bizarro world stuff. And there are even bands like around Fort Wayne in general, like in some of the sort of satellite cities um, that are kind of in this vein too, where when you see the guys, when you hear the music, etc., you can tell they're coming from a like a deathcore world and they're playing something that is certainly closer to hardcore, but still has a lot of roots in that. 
And like they would be more than happy to open up for like a mirror or the acacia strain yeah. when they come through. And this to me reeks of like all of that. It's kind of like convergent evolution. Yeah, convergent evolution is a totally yeah. different right, exactly. stock that they're coming from. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but they do sure. kind of arrive on, on a similar thing because it's an easy. It's it's generally speaking for most people, it's it's an easy thing to sink your teeth into and yeah. just sort of like brainlessly enjoy for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't have much else to say. I mean, I don't have much to say about the music of this. Like, uh, this, you know, this misses me. If this band were from Fort Wayne, I'd be like, yeah, you can you can play a house. Sure, we need locals on it, but I wouldn't enjoy, I wouldn't be happy about it. But I'd be like, whatever, they're doing the thing. It you know what be, I mean? It, yeah. When when we were doing shows, at the house. This is the sort of thing where like we might book this band and be like, I've never seen these kids before. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Period. And maybe they bring like a fucking light box or something, and yeah. you're like, Hey, man, it's not that kind of space. It's not. This is the band I'd have to tell. Like, I know we're not triggering drums down here, man. Just no. Uh, just use your kick. Just you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's not happening. Yeah. Uh, no, there's no room for you to hang your banner. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It 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 doesn't. To be honest, it, this doesn't offend me as much as some of like the really like boneheaded beatdown hardcore does. Uh -huh. But I think that's because it's like outsider shit. It's outsider stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like sure. it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't sort of like, yeah, it, it, it doesn't. I guess strike my uh, like my core ethos in sure, any sure. Way. yeah i get, I get what you know what saying. i mean yeah for sure this is just like tourist stuff yeah. yeah yeah exactly it's easily digestible heavy music for the person who wants to move on from suicide silence but doesn't really want to move on from right. suicide silence. they right. just want to wear a cooler t-shirt yeah you know um okay let's roll the dice one more time because we only have two messages and a couple couple text messages so okay. let's let's listen to uh let's listen to one more band how many we got left uh we have got Three, no, four left. Uh, three. Okay, cool. This is Scarab with their demo. This just came out a few days ago. Like I said, people are people are really loving this. Um, this is out on Rebirth Records out of Philadelphia. I don't know if this band is based out of Philadelphia, um, but uh, let's just let's just dive right in. They do have a self-titled track, um, like an eponymous track. Mm -hmm which is usually what we go for. It's also the longest track on here, but not by a ton. Not by a ton. It's just stretching the legs a little bit. Yeah, you want to listen to that one? Let's do it. Okay, so we're going to listen to Scarab by the band Scarab off of their demo.
We just heard the song Scarab by the band Scarab off of their demo. I'm going to say I didn't really hear any Left for Dead in that. I mean, I guess there were blast beats. I guess there was some fast parts. There were some fast parts. Uh, but yeah. that's, that's I don't think that's Left for Dead played by Hatebreed fans. I think that's Hatebreed played by Hatebreed fans. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like pretty yeah. pretty close to, to, to classic era Hatebreed. Uh, there's some 100 demons in there. Um, my guess... I liked this quite a bit. Nate, you probably didn't care for it. Not at all. Yeah. No, like I'm reading up the, the Rebirth records right up about it. And yeah. It, you know, it says, you know, Scare's blistering four-song demo takes as much from the grimy fast bands like Skit System and Left for Dead. I did not hear any fucking Scandi in that. No, definitely um, not. As it does from dance floor activators like Hatebreed and Death Threat. Well, mm -hmm. I really don't like Hatebreed hate or Death Threat, the yeah. two-word Death Threat. I, I, like them. I like them both quite don't a like lot. Them. Yeah, I know that. I got bamboozled back in the day and actually <laughs> bought a death threat record thinking it was a death threat record. Yeah. And it wasn't. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, no thanks. I mean, I really, I, I, there's only four songs on this, right? Yeah. This is this is their longest eponymous track. This is the one, you know, I imagine you want to bring it on. You, you want to bring it on every track. You're not like, yeah, yeah, yeah fuck yeah. this. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? For sure. Well, like, if you're going to name a track after your, your band or, yeah. or, you know, your band after a track... This is the one you want to bring it on. Yeah. And really flex what you got. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I mean, I'm guessing the rest of them are all this way too because it's a minute 55, a minute imagine. 31. Hey, if you're blazing along at speeds, you know, at, at fast, fast, hardcore speeds. Yeah. That's a long fucking song. Yeah. Yeah. A minute 55? It can be. Yeah. But they, but there's music like this. There's breakdowns in it. <laughs> I mean, so that's that, that. That's what I'm saying. That so extends like, the so runtime. So I'm going to say yes. that that's my point. Yeah. Is like, okay, maybe, you know, maybe twenty percent uh -huh. fast '90s hardcore. Yeah. Right. Sure. Turn of the century hardcore. Right. But not really. Yeah, for sure. And to be frank, like Hatebreed has tons of fast stuff on, yeah. the, on the early material i mean i guess even i'll take your word for it i mean even perseverance is fast but like yeah man satisfaction is the death of desire like those songs are minute and a half long songs you know what i mean minute and a half to two minute long songs fast part breakdown that's the that's the formula i mean for me this works really well uh if if i want if i'm gonna hear metallic hardcore of this style I like this kind of hyper abridged minute and a half to two minute long version of it with plenty of blisteringly fast parts and like head nodding heavy metallic breakdowns with a lot of groove in him. Um, this, this hit me just right for this style of stuff. And no, I don't tend to spend a ton of time with new bands that sound like this just because there are a lot of classics or there are a handful of classics rather that really, really appeal to me that, do everything that I need from this genre so well that I don't often feel inclined to branch out and really spend much of my free time 
listening to new bands of this style. And there have been a handful of bands on the show that have come across our desk that play shit like this, that when I hear it, I'm like, yeah, this is good. And just full disclosure, I very rarely revisit it because this kind of stuff, like, I don't know, for whatever reason, it just doesn't stick with me as much as it, it di as it once did. I'm not 20 years old anymore. I don't have as much space in my brain for this kind of shit. But I did think this was good. If I saw it live, I'd be like, yeah, this is fucking cool. I thought it was really well done. It sounded good. The recording was solid. The tones were good. I liked that it was short and sweet. I thought it kind of hit all the notes that I want heavy hardcore of this style to hit. Got no beef with this at all. I can very much understand why people who are a little bit more inclined to like give their free time to this type of hardcore uh, are way into this, for sure. It is an excellent example of what it's doing. Um, I'm sure that I will probably spin this 7-inch uh, at least a little bit, and it may sink in a little bit more. It's not the type of hardcore that I spend most of my time with these days, but I thought it was real good. Nah, I didn't. Yeah, I, I'll I never listen to it again. I, I, you know, I, I, think, I, know I think one of the things that actually really killed it for me is probably the vocal delivery. Sure, yeah, yeah, I could, I, I can. Right, yeah, yeah, if I there was a bit that. more natural-voiced fucking like, yeah. you know, just sort of like manic yeah, sure. approach, yeah, yeah. I'd probably like this a lot more. Sure. But nah. Yeah, fair and enough. And then, you know, whatever. The rest of it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> I thought it was real good. <laughs> so uh, on that note, let's listen to a couple messages, read a couple texts, and then call it a night. All right. Hello, Gray Nate and all. This is Morrison Egan. I hope all of you are well. I just learned, and I'm just curious as to what your thoughts are on this. I just learned that uh, famed rock band Metallica just purchased Furnace Record Pressing in Virginia. Uh, it's been long known that they've had a long-standing relationship with Furnace. Like, supposedly one of the presses there is a 24-hour press that just shits out Metallica records. But now Metallica has a, what is being said as a controlling interest in Furnace Record Pressing. And I'm just curious as to what your thoughts are on that, on, uh, what seems to be artist-owned pressing plants like Third Man and then, of course, now Furnace. So uh, be interested to hear your thoughts. Thanks so much, guys. I guess it depends if they put out cooler records than Metallica records. Yeah, 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 for sure. Well, I guess, first of all, Morrison, you're far more qualified to have a thought or an opinion on this <laughs> yeah. than either of us are because you're the man who actually works in this industry in a, in a way that that you interface directly with this portion of it. We just, uh, you know, pay a few hundred bucks to get some tapes pressed a few times a year. So I don't know. I think it would certainly depend on what happens moving forward. Right. Right. Like does the fact that they now own a controlling interest in furnished records, furnace record pressing plant, does that mean that they are going to favor uh, projects that are going to, fast track DIY bands or smaller artists that were previously having trouble getting their records pressed in a timely fashion because major labels uh, are jumping right to the front of the queue. I, I mean, I doubt it. I kind of doubt it. Right. Like, I guess my question would be like, functionally, what will this do for anybody that exists in the world that we exist in? And nothing. my guess would be I, probably I, I, nothing. I would have to imagine nothing because right. I mean, the fact that like like Metallica is is utterly irrelevant. Yeah, completely, completely irrelevant. Sure, yeah, right. And um, I, I I can't overstate how irrelevant they are. It's not like Metallica is out here like 
picking bands to go on tour with them. Like, hey, we're going to take out Fuming, right. Fuming Mouth and Frozen right. Soul. Right. It, you know it, what I mean? Like, they don't have their fucking ears to the no, ground. No, I, 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 exactly. I would be shocked if Metallica knew of, like, a hot new, like, like knew of a punk band other than, like, Turnstile. Dude, I would be shocked if they knew even, like, a lot of metal bands that are, like, for example... I would be I would be shocked if they knew any metal even just under the like power trip level. Like oh, sure. I'm sure they know power trip because like, you know, they were involved in the Grammys and shit like that. Like right, right, right. Riley got a nod from sure. the Grammys and all that stuff. But even just directly below like power trip level, I would be shocked if they were aware of anything happening in that sphere. Right. Yeah. For I mean because why why would they? They're they're fucking multimillionaires. Well, if I was a multimillionaire, I'd still be Well, yeah, same. But like time has proven Metallica right. wasn't ever actually cool. They just really stumbled their way into a a real solid four record run one time. Mm. In a period of time when they were surrounded by so much cool stuff, they couldn't help but to get it at least a little right. Right. And as soon as the as soon as the insulation of that scene eroded away from them, they were like, "What the fuck do we do? I, I guess we'll make load and reload and cross our fingers and hope for the best." Well, I guess we'll make the blackout. Well, yeah, that record fucking sucks. Big cockerinos yeah. too. So, so I, I I don't know. I, I imagine it's not going to make any any change in turnaround times. Yeah. And and Morrison, if we're wrong on any of this. Shoot us a text, call us back, and tell us how we're wrong on it. Because I will say, Morrison pointed out something. I talked to Morrison the other day. He pointed something out that is, like, again, just proof positive of the fact that we know nothing. Um, we talk about 10-inch records and, like, you know, how so much stuff would be better suited to a 10-inch. Something I, I actually knew in the back of my brain. Because as soon as he started talking about it, I said the fact. And then I was like, oh, wait, yeah, you're right. It's not more efficient to do a 10-inch record. It actually costs more to do a 10-inch than a 12-inch because they they weigh the way they make a 10-inch record is by pressing a 12-inch and, and cut cutting it. it down. I'm not, I don't give a fuck about the plant. It's more efficient for me. Yeah, but it but, I don't give a fuck. But but they'll have to charge you more or the same amount as they would charge you for an LP because it's costing them more to if do it. If they were cool, they wouldn't. <laughs> So yeah, I, I think our idea is not. It doesn't hold a lot of water. Well, it holds water for me because it would save me a ton of space. <laughs> not a ton, dude. Oh, good. Bit. They're this. They're they're the same. They're the same like Diam thickness di diameter diameter. Yeah, wise. but the diameter like what, what kind of space is that taking? It's an up economy of scale. I if you've got a hundred and fifty records, not a big deal. Yeah, dude. I if don't. If you've think got so, thousands, man. big deal. I'm not so sure, man. I, I think don't so. think it. I don't think it would have any real effect i'm still i'm still sticking by the 10 inch okay fair enough but anyway yeah morrison if we're wrong about any of our presumptions here please feel free to correct us i just can't imagine how this is going to trickle down and affect anybody that's in our smaller world and i'm not even just talking about yeah. basement diy i'm even talking about just like mid-level hardcore and metal right like, is 20 bucks spin going to be able to press their records faster like right. I, I would doubt it right i doubt it yeah i doubt it also you know Show No Mercy, mm -hmm. Hell Awaits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, right? be a better run. Way better run. For sure, I would agree. Way better run. I would agree. Right? Yeah. Show No Mercy, Hell Awaits, yep. right? Rain and Blood, mm -hmm. South of Heaven. Yeah. Seasons. Yep. History history has shown yes. what the actual superior band of that era is. Yeah, that's true. For sure. And, and no matter what you think about their bad records, they never came even close to as bad as the bad Metallica that's records. That's true. You know? I mean... 
They got pretty bad. They got pretty bad. They got pretty fucking bad. I, like, but not, they're good records? Yeah. Oof. Yeah, for sure. Right? Blow, blow away the competition, right. for sure. Um, all right, we got one from AJ. And it's a quick one. I thought I had something to say. I may have. But I don't. But um, to all my fellow fat men or fat asses out there, or even just ugly fuckers, you know? It's okay. It's okay to look in the mirror and say, hey, I'm kind of fucking ugly. Because remember, you can also look in the mirror and say, hey, but at least I don't think smoking cigars is cool because now that's some real ugly shit. Yeah, if you smoke cigars, you're an ugly fuck. I had no idea that AJ was fat. Uh, AJ's like a little portly. I had no I I he sounds like a, a scrawny, wiry weirdo. Yeah. He doesn't have you can't hear the fat in his mouth like he can yeah, with he's, me. He's not you know, he's not really fat. He's just like a dude who like you can tell that's like just his frame. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's not like a he's not like a little round roly poly he's just carrying yeah. a little extra. Okay. A little extra on him. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, okay, so we got some text messages. Um, we got one here that's a screen cap from what looks like some John Hall stuff. Oh, and on my birthday too, February eleventh, twenty twenty, Aiden the Green, Aiden the Green, do what? Do what? I'm sure that's a fake furry animal of some sort. Me, hello Denver, what's up? You have some nice green paws. Can I tickle them? John Hall says, as Denver nods and wiggles his toes <laughs> teasingly, and Aiden the gre- the green doo-wot says, tickles Denver's paws. Okay, Who the fuck is Denver? Denver must be the character in this particular John Hall uh, piece. Yeah. The follow-up message we have is also a John Hall related message. We we fucking we. We touched on something with John Hall. He's well known. We've out gotten there. a lot of fucking. Well, no, we've just gotten a lot of feedback about it. I think he's much better known now. Okay, so I, I hope I hope he benefits from it. I hope so too. I hope he gets some commissions. Yeah, I would love to commission a, a John Hall. John original? Hall T-shirt. A John Hall original. Yeah, dude. We need to jump on it for album art before somebody we else. We legit do. That's a fucking good idea. <laughs> All right. Hey, this is Mill. I wanted to talk about my John Hall experience. So I was listening to your show as I typically do while while working. I am a software guy who writes code as a government contractor. When I completely heard Cheezosaurus Rex furry picks out of furry feet picks out of context, this led me to spending about thirty minutes trying to figure out a how you guys got to the topic of Cheezosaurus Rex feet picks and b browsing John Hall art. So if for whatever fucking reason you want to know how some of your tax dollars are spent, it's being used to pay my autistic ass experiencing John Hall while on the clock. Cheers, fellas, and thanks for the content. I will need to bleach my eyes lest Jar Jar's feet haunt my nightmares. There you go. I hope that they... I hope they permeate your sweetest dreams. Yeah, exactly. That's what I, I hope. hope they they transform from nightmares into to wonderful dreams. Yeah, for sure. I hope you learned something new about yourself that yeah. you never wanted to know. Right. Um, we got another one from the same area code, but different different writer. I'm not sure where the nine three seven is area code is off the top of my head. A couple weeks back, someone mentioned racist ska, and I don't know if they're a ska band. But there's a racist ska song by a band called The People Haters called Nazi Ska. I can't find a link to send, but the standout lyric is Nazi Ska, we hate N-words, yeah. I know you guys are going to call me weak-willed for not typing it, but you guys can say it to prove how heavy your balls are. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I don't think I want to get clipped on that one. I have said it with the soft A as in when an album has been submitted to the show that uses it, and I think that's perfectly fine, and I'll defend my right to do that. 
in terms of quoting the the Nazi ska song with the hard R, that may be a bridge too far for me. I'm not sure I'm ready to cross the Rubicon yet. Um, well, I mean, here's people haters. Yeah, so so I saw this text pop up on my phone earlier this week, and uh, <laughs> I will say I looked up the song. And uh, and I listened to it, dude. Fucking people haters. American racist comedy rock band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I I kind of dove into the people haters a little bit this this last week, and uh, poked around and, and tried to figure out what they were about because it appears to me that like their songs are explicitly overtly racist. Really, I mean the titles are. Yeah. Unspeakable. Unspeakable, right? But like... Oh, and there it is. A Collection of Hate from 1996. Parody, Hard Rock, Oi Punk. Yeah. Has uh, the track Nazi Ska on there. And, and you can only find this stuff on like archive.org or like BitChute and stuff. Like you can't stream most of this on YouTube or anything. But like, <clears throat> I'm... It's definitely a joke band, right? But like... Are I don't people actually joking. Uh, yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think the joke is that like, Hey, we're making racist songs, but it's not in the same way that maybe a person like myself would, uh, joke about racist stuff in the, in the yeah. sense that we're highlighting the absurdism of racism right. in the sense that saying something like the Holocaust isn't real is really funny because that's an absurd thing that real people believe. So it's psychotic that, it, you know, the, the whole right. premise is psychotic. Right. So it's funny. I think the joke here is just like, hey, we're saying racist things that we really believe, but we're doing it as a ska song. Right. I think that's the joke. Right. So I don't think they're absolved. I think these guys are probably actually legit racist. Like maybe a vaginal Jesus style situation. Yeah, I was I, yeah, or I was going to say like the MDC of racist bands. <laughs> the racist MDC of racist band. bands. Yes, exactly. And so this band isn't like an oi band either. No. They're, they're not even like a street rock band. They're kind of eclectic. They do like some stuff that almost borders on like pop punk, some stuff that's kind of oi or street rock influence. And then that's not their only ska song. They have at least one other racist ska song. Um, I, I did listen to it. It's, you know. They cover, it uh, looks like they cover a uh, I Hate God song. Oh, really? On a collection of hate. I, you know what? I bet that's not a cover of a white. Uh, or I, I, bet, <laughs> <laughs> I almost said it. I bet that's not a cover of a particular I Hate God song. I bet it's not. I bet it just shares the name because yeah. that's a that's a word combination that certain racists are pretty fond of using. Yeah. We just use the politically correct version, Wigger. That's right. Which means the same thing and is probably the same amount of offensive. It's a contraction. But, but it's a contraction. It's fine. So it's all good, baby. Right. So that's all we got this week. Already did the housekeeping up top. Um, I think going out on on some racist guys once is, again is as good a way as talking any. about racist shit <laughs> once again. <laughs> once again, once again, we're sucked back into it. Um, so thanks to everybody who tunes in. Um, Give us, you know, a rating and review as I occasionally ask you to do, but only if it's good. When when people give us like two stars or something, you look like a bitch, dude. You yeah, look, go you, hard. You look like you're. You look like you're like, fucking. You listen. Either give us five stars 
or give us zero stars. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Don't don't like, dude. If you're giving two and three stars rev- reviews and writing what you do and don't like about the show, who gives a shit? Yo, you're a fucking Yelp account motherfucker at that point. You yeah. are a reviewing the burrito yeah. guy. Yeah. And that's the lowest form of right. motherfucker out right. there. So either like anybody's reading what you have to fucking say. Yeah, for sure. Other than the other fucking peons that for some reason can't just go out in the world, walk into a restaurant, have an experience right. and make their own mind up. Imagine, imagine I'm going to see how this is. Why don't you just see how it is with your eyes and your senses? Right, right. And then if you don't like it, don't go back. Yeah, right. And if someone asks you, maybe go, yeah, man, you know, I wouldn't recommend it. I didn't have a good eh, experience it's okay. there. It's not so good. You know what I mean? Maybe you'll have a better experience. Imagine going online. So if you have the inclination to give us a two or three star review, instead put a gun in your mouth and kill yourself. Just, put a one star or no star review yeah yo either say we're the either say this is the worst shit ever and that we deserve death or say something real nice about right us. don't come with a half step in either way we'll catch you next week